And now it's time for Geek News. Canada! <laughs> Go for it. All right. On the news front, I have a little bit more variety than last week. Two weeks ago. Whenever. Starting off, Raging Heroes uh, Kickstarter started today. They do some pretty good quality minis, and they're kickstarting their Toughest Girls in the Galaxy line, which is some all uh, sci-fi-based uh, 28 to 30 millimeter figs. It's for your Infinity, your Warhammer 40K, that kind of stuff. They all really look good. Not a lot of it's uh, proper for fantasy, but they're good-looking stuff. Their stretch goals are going to be unlocking a lot of figures. If you check out their Kickstarter page, they got a lot of silhouettes in there that have yet to uh, be revealed. I don't play a lot of sci-fi minis, so I'm not going to really jump on this, but it is the kind of thing that uh, I'll probably pick up one or two of uh, once they go to mass release. In the category of don't understand... We love those. <laughs> Cryptozoic has kickstarted a game uh, called Hex. It's an MMO trading card game. Yep. And this is one that was on my list, too. I thought we'd actually have some conversation around. As of around noon today, it was uh, over $1.7 million with just over three days left. This is... They're making a lot of comparisons to Magic, except at least Magic, you can trade in your set to get a cardboard <laughs> set. This is a completely digital game and therefore completely dependent on Cryptozoic wanting to keep the servers alive. There's absolutely no physical payoff to this. And it is a CCG slash TCG. So there's a lot of negatives here. And I wasn't really looking for a new card game right now anyway. So it it strikes me as strange that Cryptozoic is getting into this. Yeah, I mean, they've got some card games and stuff, but... To go full on digital and maybe not even try to cross over with one of their original or, or existing card card licenses, I don't know. It, it seems like a strange strange move yeah. for them. Have you have you heard of this at all, Don? Uh, only a little bit. Yeah, they were originally looking for just three hundred thousand, and yeah, when I checked it, it was at just just shy of one point eight million. So yeah, and that was earlier today too. One of the reasons I kind of want to have some conversation around this because basically how you let off the I don't get it factor Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we've had this conversation on the show. And to me, and well, to us, I think, because we've talked about it before, but the normal MMO model is dying. The TCC CCG is dying and should be dead uh, unless, unless you're already one of the mains. And I think even though it's just a strictly digital, I think this is the first TCCG TCG slash CCG that's actually been successful on kickstarter all of them have died horribly i mean then out of the gate just done so it it, yeah it falls into that realm i just don't get it it's it's two dying models meshed together that somehow we're alive you know the magic is in the mashing (laughs) yes apparently (laughs) apparently it is or just watching a really silly video (laughs) i mean there it was an amusing video i will say that that was the best part of it not good enough to make me, you know, throw any money yeah, at it. Throw cash still. down. I mean, there's a lot of online small stuff, you know, the stones of something or other. I mean, because I, I, I did some research a little bit, and there there are some of these things that are out there that is, uh, you know, daily quest based, low fee, you know, low cash, right. you know, kind of thing. But at the same time, it's also low cash, so low cash that it doesn't also seem to offer a lot of variety or growth. Because it's just playing strictly 
free doesn't appear to get you anywhere very fast. No, you, they got to hope for the in-app purchase kind of deal or the, yeah. the microtransaction yep. kind of stuff. And that. So yeah, like I said, the I you know this I'm going to I'm never going to play it, but I'm going to watch it just just to see if yeah. like against all odds, Cryptozoic you know pulls the rabbit out of that hat here. I, I think and is, and sustains it. Yeah, I mean that's I mean obviously they're going to pull the rabbit out of the hat. Well, yes, it's they what, pulled the rabbit. It's, 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 whether or not, it's whether or not they're going to continue to feed the rabbit once it's been out of that. Yeah, you saw the trick. Eh, I don't need the rabbit anymore. <laughs> I mean, their entry price point at 20 bucks is pretty competitive compared to, you know, Magic Online. But then again, if your competition is Magic Online, you've probably lost already. I just, I still can, I don't understand the, let me give you good money for digital space. Mm-hmm. I mean, strictly digital space. I mean, we all kind of do it to a point, right? I mean, we do the downloadable content and stuff like that. But I'm not... Downloadable content is like I'm getting additional actual game. More life out of the game I've already right. paid for. Yep. I, I'm not one of the people that go out and say, ooh, I need that t-shirt that <laughs> goes on my character in the <laughs> game. You know what I mean? I, that type of digital content doesn't appeal to me. So, I mean, and, and in this instance, it does bring, I guess, more life to the game because you're getting more cards. But I don't own anything. It's it, The only way, like you said, the only way I could play this game is, one, if Cryptozoic decides to keep the servers up, and two, if I have a good internet connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all, all of those little things that got to come together for me to play a game that I've purchased. I don't get it. Yeah. But apparently I don't have to. I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I make no bones about it. I don't understand it. You never want to see an established company like Cryptozoic fail at something, even right. though they're kind of anything they put out is generally 50 50 for me. Either I'm really going to like it or I'm, right. I think it's going to suck. But I, I agree. Speaking of which, I do have on one of my pre order from Hell's the uh, Arkham game. Oh, good. So, so we'll 50 50 that when that comes You're saving when that eventually me from buying comes. It, I see that in book review every time I go and I'm like, oh. I, I can't remember what it's waiting on, but it is, it's on one of my pre-order hells. Well, if we're done with the baffling TCG model, <laughs> Stars, the premium network, has ordered 16 eps for a first season. Based Spartacus? On, no. Damn. Outlander. <laughs> Outlander is a eight-series book. Eight-book series, I should say. Well, it'll be eight later this summer. It's at seven right now. Written by Diana Gabaldon or Gabaldon. I don't know. It's uh, kind of the thing that, on the surface, seems like something that would interest me. So I might check it out if it actually gets all the way done. It's about a World War II-era nurse who ends up going back in time, no reason disclosed, but I'm sure it's explained in the book, to 18th century Scotland. I'm sure all the usual uh, gender and witchcraft stuff will happen there, because, mm-hmm. hey, it's, it's a woman. But the really appealing part here for me is not only is there some longevity to it, I mean, up to eight books, it can't be any worse than True Blood. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> the EP is going to be Ron Moore's Battlestar Galactic theme. So mm, I'm I'll probably give that a shot since I pay for stars and never watch it. <laughs> On the comic side, a new Astro City series is starting this week. Kurt Music's been sick with, uh, a lot of gallbladder issues for the last few years. So there hasn't been any, uh, Astro City work out, but a new number one is coming out this week. And to pump that, he also started an Astro City Facebook page. And he's been putting on uh, art, and he's got a preview of the book that's starting this week and some legacy art and stuff like that. I generally don't pimp comics that much, but Astro City is pretty much head and shoulders above any other Titan Fights book out there. So I'm really excited to see this. 
And I do heartily recommend checking this one out and definitely checking out the past work because it's really good stuff. Also in the comics stuff, uh, moving on to Marvel, some recent editions. Recent. Suddenly I'm channeling Sean Connery. But of course you are. I'm waiting to be impressed. (laughs) Recent additions to the Guardians of the Galaxy cast include uh, Karen Gillan. She's going to be playing a villain of some sort. Glenn Gary. I don't know what it is. There's just something about her that is off-putting to me. I don't know. Glenn Gary Glenn Close uh, is going to be playing uh, somebody, perhaps the leader of, or somebody high up in the infrastructure of the Nova Corps. thought she was yeah, playing like the person in Nova Corps. Well, they haven't given their character a name yet, so they, they have changed to waffle there, depending waffle, on waffle, waffle, waffle. where they go. And then earlier this week, well, I guess we're recording on Tuesday, so that would be yesterday... Uh, they announced that uh, Benicio del Toro is also going to be in the film. So he kind of balances everybody else in terms of my interest. I really like it when he talks. Uh, whereas everybody else in the movie, up to and including John C. Riley, just really irritates the hell out of me. So at least there's one good actor in here as far as I'm concerned. Everybody else, eh. But, I mean, as long as there's a raccoon and an animated tree, I'm good. On the DC side... You're really not. You know that, right? (laughs) As far as the movie goes. DC has announced that September 2013 will be Villains Month. All the titles in the current line, whatever happens to survive to September, are going to be replaced that month with villains from that title. So uh, I believe, for instance, they said uh, Green Arrow, whatever they're up to, instead of being 32 is going to be Count Vertigo 1. All the hero titles that month are going to get replaced with villains. I don't know if they're interrupting storylines or if they're just going to give one villainous view of it uh, and then continue. Well, they're going to continue in October back to the, to the heroes. And then they're adding the standard back to the 90s gimmicky covers. They're going to have 3D cardstock motion covers so that you can turn them and get cereal box-like action <laughs> Give it our dudes. Just do nice covers with good artists. And also in September, since it is Villains Month, they're starting a miniseries called Forever Evil, which is their first new 52 entire universe spanning event. So it's taken them a couple years, and it was really nice not having an event. But apparently they can't, can't wait for more cash gouging with crappy crossovers. I, I, so much cheer from that side of the room. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm, it, this is spinning out of the Trinity War, which is starting in uh, July, I believe. Trinity War, at least, is just going through the three Justice League titles, so that's easily read, easily manageable. But this is going to be a full universe crossover, and I haven't been a fan of those since I was like 18, because it invariably goes into titles I don't read, and I just I don't care to invest that much in a storyline yeah you can get by with the core title and that's probably what i'm going to do but you know marvel they dc they just don't learn i really wish they would and uh, yeah slow news week for me that's really all i got tune in next time when we do a crossover podcast (laughs) uh the hashtag hashtag proto play photo uh is something you should use if you are if you are demoing or showing off your prototype games uh tabletop games apparently uh that's something that's been going on for a while and some people have been using it but unpub 
is going to start using it. Uh, so they, the Unpub events, and I think off of their website, they're going to start showcasing protoplay images that use that hashtag. So again, that's protoplay photo. Double Fine is at it again. You see that? No, I did not. Double Fine has another one on Kickstarter. The Massive Chalice. So they were looking for $725,000. It goes till June 27th. The, when I checked earlier today, they were at 750000 So they've hit it. Plenty of time left. Another big one for them. So, yeah, Schaefer's back on Kickstarter with another. Has the other one come out yet? Not that I'm aware that, of. That's, that's where I always get kind of hesitant about stuff get like this. Get one ship yeah, what, before you start exactly. the next one. Let people play the, one, the last one you Kickstarted. <laughs> but, yeah, that's out there and uh, obviously doing well. I mean, you knew it would. <laughs> Manhattan Project, the second stage, is shipping uh, to dis- distributors within the next two weeks. Adding another hour to gameplay? Or? I, I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out because that means my copy will be coming a week or so after that. So since I've been reading those rules for us to play, maybe we'll just get the whole thing in. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that faster than Mage Night. Oh. It's true. Well, I've talk? played both of those, and I can tell you which one's more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and? <laughs> I'm sure you know too. <laughs> R- rule wise, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We're Jordan's finding out the hard way why it's been a couple years since we. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Elder Signs Omen. Uh, did you do you have that on your Android? No. Okay. Elder Side Omens has a new in-app purchase, so they've added a. Uh, the update itself gives everybody one free ancient one, so Haster is the free. Uh, but then they have a new campaign for Egypt, the Dark Pharaoh campaign, and that is uh, three stages and multiple endings. Comes with a new ancient one. Says it has over sixty-five new adventures. Lingering effects and allies, which I played a little bit of. I thought that was kind of cool. You spend the first two days recruiting allies and grabbing supplies before you go on to the the rest of it. And that's as far as I got in allies, and then I had to quit. Uh, Eight new monsters, four new investigators, and you can unlock a bonus investigator if you get through the campaign successfully. Uh, They've also done some main menu changes and optimization and all that good stuff, but that's that's the big thing. You can uh, extend the life of your Elder Sign Omens right now. Do you still get to watch your battery actually die as you play the game? They've done, a, I mean, it's it's still a pretty intensive game, but they've done a lot of things. You can disable the video and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's gotten a lot better than it used to be. And then the last thing I thought I would uh, add to my list here, Matt Smith is stepping down as Doctor Who. So we will get a new Doctor. We get a 12th Doctor here after sometime after the uh, 50th anniversary edition. Next next series start up. There's rumors running wild. Everybody's got their speculations. I guarantee 95% of you on the internet, you're going to get crushed. It's not going to be Nathan <laughs> Fillion, It's not folks. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> you know, obviously everybody in the world is going crazy about who's going to be the next one. And uh, everybody's uh, doing the how could you Matt Smith deal right now, just like they did how could you David Tennant. And... People, this is what the entire series is based around. <laughs> this is the premise. Yeah, you know what? And I, I've always said this, and I don't know if I've ever said it on, but you got to give it up to BBC for coming up with this concept even way back when. 
Just the, you know what? We can always what replace they came the main up with person just to replace Hartnell. Yeah. That's that's what it was. Oh, <laughs> kind of regenerates, kind of desperate, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, what do we do? Uh. uh and, and doesn't doesn't it just lend? Doesn't it give weight to BBC when it comes time for contract negotiations? It's like, eh, you just regenerated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. at least there's an explanation there, as opposed to Sean Connery. Roger Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, know, the uh, ongoing internet theory is that Bond is a time Time lord. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I've heard a different one where the the name itself, James Bond 007, is just a code name, right? And they just get different people in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but you're not you're not a true geek if you don't believe in the time lord. Oh, I believe it. Uh, that's all I had for news. So, what do you got for us? Well, I got a, you got some anime news. Yes, Is that, oh, sweet. I've been um, gathering things up for the last three or four months <laughs> since I almost never get in here. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Comfortable. Okay. <laughs> Roll. I'll, I'll try to be quick about it. Naoki Urasawa's Monster series, which was a manga series and had a nice anime adaptation, which I liked quite a bit is going to get a live-action adaptation for HBO by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, really? Or at least oh, that's, that, nice. that's in the works right now. It's not you know, set in stone yet, but it's all uh, going along well. Del Toro's been talking to uh, Urosawa about it. Urosawa's stipulation is that he had to see the scripts for the first, at least the first season of it. But del Toro wants to stick really close to the manga and stuff like that. So it's really interesting. Uh, it's about a doctor who puts his whole career on the line just kind of goes against the director's wishes and saves the life of a young, young boy who then grows up to be a serial killer. There's a lot of intrigue and stuff going on. It's a really cool show. That sounds familiar. I mean, Dexter? No. No, no. <laughs> no, I, that combined with right. Guillermo del Toro. I think I noticed that at some point. Oh, yeah, Montesina. Well, you can see the original Monster series. I believe I watched it on Hulu with the dub or vizanime.com with uh, the subtitled version. Oh, cool. Hopefully, they'll get back to doing DVDs. They only did a few of them and then canceled it. But with this coming out, hopefully to do more of them. Just real quick, you know, with you on the show, I have to do more research on show notes than any other show we do. <laughs> you could just ask me; I'll send you anything you want. It's like, good lord, how do I? What? <laughs> I can send you links. It's not that hard. No, no, let Jeff do it. <laughs> he likes to complain. Yeah, I, I have a dark soul too. So yeah, <laughs> there is a Sailor Moon anime being worked on again i think it's a reboot that um in theory is being worked on but it keeps getting pushed back now it's back into 2014 so maybe we'll see that someday in japanese theaters right now a new makoto shinkai movie called garden of words i'm a big fan of makoto shinkai's work from before place promise in our early days and a few of his other uh five centimeters per second real promising new director that one has already got a home video release here in the u.s i believe in august there's also a Hayao Miyazaki film coming to theaters in Japan July 20th, Kaze Tachinu, a.k.a. The Wind Rises. No word on a U.S. release on that, but uh, Disney's done a good job of releasing those when, soon after the Japanese version, so looking forward to that. Other Miyazaki news on the stranger front, Kiki's Delivery Service, the classic Hayao Miyazaki film, is getting a live-action version. I'm not sure what I think about that. Might be interesting. Uh, on this side of the ocean, One Piece has finally returned to U.S. TV. It's on Toonami Saturday nights. I don't really understand why they're starting with season four of it. <laughs> That's the kind of show that you really got to have like the history of the characters and stuff to really get into it, I think. 
So jumping way ahead is kind of strange to me, and especially going right into the Davy back arc, which isn't one of their better arcs. It's still fun and kind of silly, but at least it's followed by Water 7, which is really, really good. So One Piece, back on TV. Also on Toonami, Sword Art Online is coming, I believe, in August. Ah, Jordan, you've heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, that one's got a lot of really good reviews. <laughs> um, looks really good. Going to be, I don't know what time, Toonami, starting in August. I only know of it because there's a TCG coming out, and the art looked interesting, so I did some, I Googled it and discovered that it was a show previously. So Ah, okay. I've already ordered, well, here's the thing, they, uh, Anaplex is putting out DVDs and Blu-rays for the series. The 26 episode series is getting broken into four parts, seven or six episodes apiece. The DVDs, $50 a set, which is about double what anyone else will charge. And the Blu-rays, $113 a set. What are they thinking? Well, I can tell you exactly what they're thinking. Money, money, money. They're thinking, well, they're thinking Jeff won't own it. Now. It's a problem with the, <laughs> with the rights issues between here and Japan. Mm-hmm. When they did Blu-rays, I don't know what they were thinking, but we put, put us in the same region. And anime in Japan costs many times more than what it does here, more like that kind of price. So they're probably doing it as a can't do a reverse import. Sure. Sort yeah, of thing. That but makes sense. The whole industry has been really struggling with um, how to deal with Blu-rays. And apparently that's how they're doing it. And it's a really dumb version because I just don't... I mean, I'm a crazy collector, but that's pushing it too far. I ordered the <laughs> DVDs. Fate Zero is getting a dub. The original Fate Stay Night was kind of a neat series, but entirely forgettable, unfortunately. But Fate Zero is not forgettable. It's an incredibly, incredibly good show. And when I saw getting a dub, I'm very excited and really hoping that means a video release is coming soon but it hasn't been any word yet i'm also excited that crispin freeman's gonna be in the dub but uh, we'll see when that comes out black lagoon the oav series i've been waiting for years now to get uh, the next piece of black lagoon come out after jenny closed its doors and funimation picked it up recently and thank you to funimation for going back and outsourcing their dub which they usually do it in-house they're outsourcing back to the original crew and getting the original dub cast back so thank you guys. You guys are fantastic. Similarly, Queen's Blade 3, which is getting put out by Sentai Filmworks, which is, I think the first two were put out by Media F- MediaWorks. Uh, Sentai Filmworks is also going with uh, a New York dub instead of doing it in-house, which will probably have the same cast, even though it's a different studio in New York. Hooray for that, too. Very strangely. Funimation picked up the series Women Called Fujiko Mine, or Mine, which is a Lupin series the most recent lupon series now of all the lupon series of all the anime series i've ever seen i believe newt lupon has easily the most different dub casts of of any franchise no lupon's a very venerable long running franchise with a lot of different movies and series and stuff and it's been released by a lot of different companies in the u.s with different pieces of it and been dubbed in different parts of the country all kinds of stuff funimation surprisingly seems to be doing it like a combination dub using some of the ones that they had some of their best dub cast and then going to L.A. and getting some of the uh, ones who did the TV series there. So we got Michelle Ruff going all the way over to Texas to record as Fujiko, which is fantastic. Not that I minded the other uh, people who did Fujiko, but Michelle Ruff was fantastic in that role. And it's really exciting to see her get back into it. Similarly, Richard Epcar, which is kind of brilliant in its own odd way, he's come back for this dub. This is now the third time he's been part of a Lupin cast. And that's a series with five characters in its as its recurring characters. There are almost no other recurring characters in the show. He's now played three of the five of them. 
<laughs> strange, but really cool, actually. That's all I have for now. Cool. Geek News. Anime content. Die! Canada!